Oh, my loves, welcome back. I have a beautiful being to introduce you to. What a blessing, William Von Fleet. Welcome. Hello, thank you so much. <laughs> welcome, welcome. It's a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. You really are a majestic man. I'm really mm. proud of you. At a seemingly young age, you have come into a level of awareness and consciousness that is just magnificent. You emanate peace. You emanate safety. Mm. And you just vibrate at a really high level, my friend. I'm, I'm really honored to be a friend of yours. Mm. Thank you so much, Nikki. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You're developing a regenerative ranch and healing center. Super excited. This is a concept that I find just fabulous. It, it feels like we made this mass migration into cities and now we're realizing that, oh no, we need to actually take control of our food mm -hmm. <laughs> and have a place and get back to nature, essentially. Mm -hmm. We've, we've gone so far away from nature. We actually have to schedule time on our <laughs> calendars to be in nature nowadays, right? Yeah. We just live in concrete. So um, I want to get into what you're creating, but I want to start with why it's important to you. Thank you so much. Mm, your words are so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. For me, it, it comes back to food. Started a company when I was 30 that was just an all-natural pesticide, herbicide, and fungicide. And then I started to really get into my competitor, which was Monsanto. And I woke up really quick. <laughs> so I got really passionate about food security. I got really passionate about permaculture. And I also went on a healing journey where during the pandemic, I drove around the country for three and a half years. And I was going to farms and communities and RV parks and just all of these really rich, beautiful places in our country that were like small towns. And I'm from the city, I'm from the suburbs of Southern California. So it was eye-opening. And I started to realize that this is what I was meant to do was to be a farmer, but I have no experience farming. And I have a different path, which is creating a financial model that allows permaculture farming to be sustainable and profitable and allows us to dump our hard-earned money and wealth into resources and assets that, just like the principles of permaculture, can um, abundantly give us more than we put in. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, so I started to really realize my purpose and my mission was to figure out the financial piece. And then um, just on my own healing journey, nature was what held me. Yeah. Yeah, I just, Mother Nature just held me. And I really had to do that pretty much alone in my car. And I wanted a space for myself where I could come and be close to nature, but also have a community of people healing with me and you know, I'm really excited about inspiring hope and inspiring change through experience. Mm. So the idea is 45 minutes outside of Austin and um, soon to be other cities, we're going to have regenerative ranches or permaculture farms that are small communities, you know, 
150 people. And um, short-term rentals, long-term rentals, work trade opportunities. And then the hospitality and the retreats, they'll pay for the operations and the investor return. And then that'll kind of take the constraints off of having to sell the food to make a profit. And yeah. Very smart. Thank you. What a great model. I studied movements and I studied markets my whole life. So I was always looking at how this money would change hands at like a globally macro scale. Interesting. And I was always really, really fascinated by the move, the movements in the sixties and the seventies, um, with the hippies and anti-war movements and the psychology of the new generation coming in and the old generation stepping out and, the psychology of how people invest into markets and, um, you know, kind of the herd mentality. Yeah. What'd you find out? So, (laughs) 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 um, how herdy are we? Yeah, no, it's it's just fascinating. There's always like this this change, right? They call it the fourth turning. It's like, there's always this generational shift that happens every 20 years. And then every hundred years, there is like a demographic, a bigger demographic shift, a bigger technological shift. And so this stuff happens in cycles. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm just witnessing it now, where we're at right now. I think it's a very, very crucial time, obviously. And so I studied the movements of the hippies and I always kind of, felt like I was born in that era mm-hmm. and the music and the medicine and, and the, the communes and just the free expression and, and the beautiful art that came out of that really touched me. I went to school in San Francisco, so yeah, um, I was very close to that and I wanted to create something like that. I felt my generation was going to create something like that. Um, but it, it was going to be different. It was always going to be different. And I wanted it to have more substance from a space of sustainability. Not in the way a lot of people talk about sustainability. In the way of constant flow of energy. Mm. So that's why I love studying money. Because it's like, it, when made with the right intention, it grows and it amplifies the intention and the prayer. And so I wanted to get back to the land and live closer to community, closer to the food, um, closer to nature. But I wanted to have ways for us to continue to sustain ourselves financially so that we didn't all just go out there and, and kind of get stuck there and then have limited resources. Um, it was a way to attract abundance and, and to attract um, financial capital for us to then go take this and and grow this outside. Beautiful. Yeah. What are some of the offerings that would support in the finances? I know you mentioned like workshops, retreats, things like that. What Mm -hmm. would those look like? Yeah, so I was traveling around. I mean, I kind of developed this investment thesis um, on the road and uh, have experience with real estate and and finance. And then um, I chose Austin because it's, I mean, actually, I feel like Austin chose me. Um, as soon as I got here, I built a hemp house 
and we could talk about that too because you built a hemp house yeah How, what, what does that look like it's amazing it's um it's hempcrete so it's just water hemp some volcanic minerals and you pack it into a timber frame of a house and it's all natural um, mold resistant water resistant fire resistant uh, the, the air in the building breathes you know, it replaces the air in the building twice every hour. Wow. Yeah, it's basically a really healthy, really amazing tree house. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Is it up in a tree or is it on land? It's on the land. I call it okay. a tree house because it's made out of hemp, so it, Got it feels like you're in in a tree. Oh, that's so beautiful. And yeah. you have plumbing and all everything. Plumbing, electricity, um, the sound is amazing. Even just the frequency of it when you walk in. Hmm. Yeah. It's it's incredible. You should come check it out. I would love to. Uh, Very cool. So I'm obsessed with building with hemp now. Uh, I was like, I'll never sell another house again. Because <laughs> there's so many problems in traditional real estate um, with mold. And, you know, we're just recycling the same air in the building. Right. Um, so, yeah, got a little off topic. But Austin chose me yeah. in that moment. Yeah. And I was like, wow, they're doing really amazing things here. Oh, my gosh, there's a beautiful community here. I had never been to Texas prior to this. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. I, I started to go down this path of finding a space outside of Austin. And we got 200 acres in Kingsbury. And um, the reason why I chose Austin was uh, I just feel like there's so many artists coaches, healers, um, just awake entrepreneurs. And then you add like a lot of money coming here for crypto and tech. And, um, there's just all of these different movements Mm -hmm. coming here. Yeah. You know, you go to a vortex, it's like a vortex and you go anywhere, you go to California, you go to New York and, um, I say, I just moved to Austin and they're like, What's going on in Austin? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's moving there. (laughs) It's the cool city. Yeah, so it's cool. And um, yeah, so my idea is retreats, workshops, concerts, uh, entrepreneurial summits, and just really gathering the tribe here and having a space for us to come gather, collaborate, heal, love, learn, and then come back and do our work in, in... in the city and in the broader world right now. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. This has been a dream. I, I, I mean, I hear this dream of a lot of people. Yeah. But I, this has definitely been a dream of mine for a long time to have this kind of a... And it's funny. I always had the number 200 in my mind. Wow. 200 acres. Mm. Yeah. So another reason why we got the 200 acres is Kingsbury is actually a, a liberty city. There's one of three liberty cities in this country. What does that mean? It means if you have 200 acres and you have 200 people registered on that land, you can create your own town. Um, nice. Yeah, so we're going to have our own city, city council, um, mayor, zip code, um, and we're going to make it a place for naturopathic healers, um, anybody who was threatened over the last three years with their license and their business and their work. Um, they could register on our land and be protected. Wow. 
Fantastic. Yeah, because the idea with me and my business partner, Bill Worsham, is, um, you know that quote, uh, the secret to change is not to focus all of your effort on changing the old, but on creating the new. Mm. And so we've, he's been trying to work in Austin politics for like 25 years. And um, when we got together, he was like, we just need to go outside and create a model that inspires them to change the, the old model. Because there's also this kind of controlling, you know, government energy coming into Austin and, and definitely influencing a lot of policies and politics. And, um, yeah, we wanted to go just outside and find a way to establish a new governance model that is inspiring and hopeful and successful and then kind of use that as something to stand on to create a broader change. Beautiful. Oh my goodness, William, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thank you. Which part of it lights you up the most? Probably well, the latter, it sounds like. <sighs> like the bigger picture. Um, mm, that's a good question. I'm so happy every day. Like, I feel so blessed to just carry this flame of of hope. Like you said, we all have this dream to get back to the land. Honestly, I think that's what lights me up the most. Hmm. When I sit out there, I'm just so happy just with this wide open space, these huge clouds, this river, and... And this dream I've had for so long that's like manifesting right in front of me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. But also, um, honestly, uh, having a safe space for someone who was going through what I was going through over the past three years to come and arrive and be like, oh, whoa, like, this feels like home. Mm. This feels like tribe. This feels like hope. Are you willing to share what you're going through? Oh, yeah. Please. Definitely. Yeah, so I grew up playing soccer. And I uh, was a Division One soccer player. And that was my whole life was I just w wanted to be a pro soccer player. And right um, before my senior year, I ended up getting about seven concussions in three years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because I love surfing and snowboarding and wakeboarding and playing soccer. So, Anyways, my head took a beating, and um, I couldn't play my, my final year of, of soccer. What was happening? You were blacking out? or? Yeah, I was fully like not remembering full days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And... Um, You know, I, I, you know about CTE. Mm -mm. Um, it's like the the brain. It's it's a swelling in the brain. Okay. Uh, and a lot yeah. of football players and and soccer players get it. Yeah. It's from repeated concussions, and for me, it manifested as anger, anxiety, addiction. Um, not to say they weren't present in my teen years, but. Right after this, I kind of, I didn't have any, f any 
ground to stand on. Wow. It was just like everything was wild. Everything was kind of out of control. But I channeled it. I channeled all of that into business and I channeled all of it into finance and I, I channeled it all into starting businesses and kind of just using that as my playing field and um, just being the alpha in, in business. Because <laughs> that's what I loved about soccer so much. Um, was just like competing and, and playing and being on a team. Um, so I went about that for 10 years. Hmm. And it was just a constant cycle of starting businesses and drinking on the weekends and taking stimulants during the week and um, just started to kind of really dive into that world and, and become more and more unconscious mm -hmm. because I was shutting down the loud signals I was getting that I wasn't meant to be doing this and I, I wasn't happy here. And um, the thing about that road is the further you take it, the more approval and, and like validation you get from your outside world. So at the same time, there was like a lot of success and a lot of validation from my parents and um, kind of just started going deeper down this rabbit hole. So I fast forward to 30 years old um, and I, I kind of started awakening. Actually, it was real estate. I was thinking about this today. It was real estate that got me started on the process to awakening because I would spend like 30 hours a week in my car and I would just listen to Ram Dass mm -hmm. and, and Alan Watts speak to me for, for 30 hours a week. Wow. For almost like a whole year. Just driving or just sitting in your car? Just driving. Okay, yeah, got driving it. from like... <laughs> <laughs> just sit, sitting and praying in my car. <laughs> got it. Um, so I started to... Whoa, I started to wake up to my deep love for spirituality and, and consciousness and... Um, you know, I grew up Catholic, so I was always very connected to God, but I also was very distanced from organized religion, and I didn't have, like, a, a real footing for myself yet. Um, so I fast forward to 30, and now I am deep in it. I have, a co I have two companies, and I'm doing real estate, and I'm engaged, and I'm getting married in Greece, and... Uh, if you look at the outside of my life, it's like, I'm like, doing great. I'm doing it. Like, right? <laughs> Nailing it. Nailing it. <laughs> but miserable. And, wow. Um, yeah, just really, you know, hurt people, hurt people. Just really, it was so interesting to hear you say that about me today. Because it's like, wow, I'm so grateful. Like, I, I come off like that to people now. And I am that to people. But um, I was actually really harsh and angry and upset and anxious. So I went to Colombia on my 30th birthday for a bachelor party. And I was surrounded by 10 men. Only three of them I really knew. And uh, we had the most beautiful, magical time in Colombia. Right on my 30th birthday, I literally had a full-on third eye Awakening and uh, 
in that moment, I remembered how much I loved myself. And at the same time, I remembered how far I had gotten from that place. Wow. And it was like shattering to my ego. Hmm. And I just knew that um, everything was about to change. And um, when I went home, land on the tarmac in LAX, my best friend and business partner calls me and he's like, F you, I'm taking the money, I'm taking the company. This is like eight months of work and lots of money. Um, and my best friend of 12 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, I get back to my house in Calabasas and the engagement ring is just sitting on the table. <laughs> Holy shit. And she's gone after six and a half, seven years. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Wake up call. Yeah. Big wake up call. Um, and then that started my journey. Wow. And it was a big blessing in, in, in disguise from God. And um, I had to fully face myself and take accountability. And I couldn't blame other people. And I just had to really look at um, my actions and And just also really learn how to love myself. Mm. I think that was a big part of the journey was just being with myself and learning how to accept myself for my sensitivity and my empathy and my power as as a healer, which felt very opposite from the energy I was raised to be great in. Mm. You know, it's a more, it's a softer, f- more feminine side of, uh, you know, of, of me. And I was always just in this hyper-masculine kind of world. Um, so. I'm glad you're saying that because you are definitely a masculine, strong, powerful man. And yet mm. you, your energy is very soft and kind and it's gentle. Mm. There's a grace to you, but by no means does that diminish any part of your masculinity. The opposite. It actually makes a a more attractive man, a more attractive masculine. Mm. Wow. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. I think mother nature taught me that too. Like the masculine and the feminine, it's nested in everything. Yeah. You know, and how could I hold space for a woman if I've never even held space for my own feminine? Hmm. You know, it's, and so I, I was telling Ashlyn, my partner, actually, there was times where I would literally, for months, I would just take myself out on dates. I would, I would be like, I had to learn how to love myself like that. So I would literally treat myself like my, like how I would imagine myself treating my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. It was awesome. I would like go to Sedona for a month and. Um, just work there and just like take myself out and treat myself and yeah I think it's really important for men I mean all the brothers I talk to like we're so used to holding and and we're so used to giving and providing and we're told that that's that's what our value is Mm. and that there is there's truth to that but there is another side of it which is receiving right you have to like the waterfall energy, you have to have both. And yeah, I think it's important for us to work on that. Hmm. 
as even as you were saying those beautiful things about me, I'm like, oof, it's still, it's still working on the receiving. You know, I, I still am feeding that side of myself because, um, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years, but yeah, I plan on doing it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky Ashlyn, <laughs> you found yourself a gorgeous woman as well, just as vibrant and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So well done. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You deserve each other. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's, uh, I'm so excited for this project. First of all, when do you think it will be, where are you in the process? And then I want to get to your supporting entrepreneurs and healers in in venturing, right? Yes. So, like. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, we're just breaking ground right now. We're going to build a a hemp healing center. It'll be a yoga space and place for sound baths and just kind of like also why I love building with hemp is it's a prayer. It's like you literally, we drum and we pour water and we pray and we like set an intention as we're building a building. Mm. So we're doing that um, this summer and it's going to be like the statement piece of like, this is, this is more than an RV park. This is more than just a campsite. It's, it's a healing space. It's a place where we're, attracting that energy of change into. Um, So we have, you know, it's a $10 million fund and we're currently raising capital from accredited investors and we're offering a 10 to 12% return. In five years, we're we're expecting that return to be 150%. Excellent. Yeah, so we're going the traditional route of like raising a real estate syndication and it's all ready to go and we're going to have multiple building workshops this year we're gonna get some men out on the land june 1st and do just an activation and build a sweat lodge and um do some men's work where we just pretty much have fun (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah and then i'm expecting the project to be done by june of 2024 that's soon okay yeah it's pretty soon one year, essentially. And that's when the totality comes over Austin. You know about that? No, what's that? Yeah, the the full solar eclipse. Oh. Where the whole sky gets black. That's coming over Austin? In June. I missed that <laughs> two years ago. I was so bummed. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we're going to have a big totality party. I'll be there. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. And so how can people get involved? Like where, what do you need first of all? And then how can people jump in? Um, I need like $8 million. Okay. So yeah. Got it. (laughs) No, we're going to get that. Um, How can we get involved? Um, Right now it's just spreading the word. You're you're helping me here. Thank you, Nikki. Um, Mm. Then just coming out there and sharing your, your gifts. You know, we have a property next door, it's called Sun's River Ranch, and so there's like 50 glamp sites. It's right on the river. Um, so we're just going to run different activation workshops this year to get people inspired, get people excited. And then, yeah, bring your gifts. You know, if you're a permaculture designer, great, I could definitely use one of those. If you're a builder, if you're a musician, if you're experienced in finance, if you want to talk about how we can finance this in an alternative way. Um, right now, I'm just so... I'm actually just fully surrendered 
to this process because it's it's all just felt like it's come to me mm. that I know it's just going to materialize as I continue to move forward in this space. Yeah. Full trust. I Full trust. It. Yeah. Good so. on you. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. But you already you've secured the land. The land is yours. Yep. It's moving. This is a moving train. It's moving. Everything's set up. We We registered the fund. We got money in the fund, our initial capital in the fund. We p- purchased the land. My partner's an engineer who built all the water systems for Austin. Wow. Which is a blessing. Um, so he's an amazing engineer. We have a bioarchitect on the team. Excellent. She's from India. She's amazing. Her name is Sin. Uh. Um, really good balance between bills, like, you know, millennial, or sorry, uh, baby boomer. I'm like a millennial, and Sin is like right in the middle. So I feel like my team is is very balanced. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I also wanted to be inspiration for like a hemp innovation center. Ooh. So this building material hemp, yes, we can build houses with it, but we can also build plastic and clothing and anything you see that is petroleum or paper based mm-hmm. can be made out of hemp. Phenomenal, and and it's environmentally significantly more friendly. Oh, yeah. No deforestation. Um, you can harvest the plant three times every year. Wow. Um, so That's growing. So if you put it in the same amount of space that there would be a forest, you'd get like 150 times the output in terms of paper. Because um, the forest takes 23 years to grow before you can cut it down. Huh. Yeah. Uh, also, no pesticides required. Nice. It completely regenerates soil. If you took like very... Um, dry land from from being sprayed with pesticides and you put hemp on it it would regenerate the soil within like two to three years incredible it's amazing it's wow so, it's so incredible and um you know i just learned i've been learning so much about hemp but actually when we were in afghanistan the taliban used to run into the hemp fields and we couldn't uh there's like it blocks the infrared get cameras. out it's protective as well so yeah it protects you from the emfs and so, so, yeah, and you know about the cannabinoid receptors in, in the brain and share, please. Um, we have like it's it's like our brains were made with all of these cannabinoid receptors, and then this plant was put on this planet and activates certain things in our brain. Um, and THC is obviously one of them. That's a psychoactive compound, compound, but there's 23 others. Mm-hmm that are for our health and healing and help turn on different systems in the brain and in the body. And it's almost like we were, were meant to, to grow with this plant. Fantastic. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Okay, let's switch over to how you want to support uh, your fellow healers and entrepreneurs. Thank you. Yes, so... That is the physical side of my business, and I'm, I'm super inspired about getting people into the physical world and healing and being in community. But, you know, I, don't, I didn't want to just retreat and, and not have access to this world and not have influence over it. So I started a company with my partner, James, and it's called Strategy to Growth. And it's actually um, on the back of my dad's consulting company. So... He did executive coaching for seven years. I was blessed enough to be in the boardroom with him over these past seven years, listening to executives speak about 
their business problems, but by the end of the session with my dad, they would be like talking about their life problems. Mm. And I was just fascinated by this as a, as a 25 year old, like, wow, you know, we would think these guys are all super successful and they all kind of struggle with issues with their father. And, you know, it just was a window into, I really would love to get into the boardroom. And so I've been trying to develop an idea of how we're going to, how we're going to do that. And it just came to me this past year. And so, you know about AI. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's talking about it. And the Google CEO just said it was like the, it was like we just discovered fire. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> and so right now everyone's scrambling to implement it. And like people I've been talking to in, um, across the world, they're just, like um, producers for shows and TVs, they're like, it's cutting the time of pre-production and post-production in half. Wow. So for podcasters, if you send in your podcast 15 minutes, you know, the thing, the computer can get it done. So this is a really revolutionizing force and I wanted to find a way to capitalize on it for the tribe. Because mm. the way I look at it is we're going to come into land, but then we still need to go out into the world and hunt. Like instead of hunting for meat, we're hunting in the metaverse for resources to bring back to the tribe. Hmm. And so what me and James have developed is a sales and marketing client acquisition AI tool that allows you to use education-based marketing to cast a really wide net for your services and your expertise and then have, you know, a constant stream of clients to get you to a million dollars a year yeah. in profit. So if you're a healer or an artist or an expert, an author, a podcaster, uh, a spiritual entrepreneur with a service-based business, um, we help to basically take your best salesman, you, and create an online funnel for you to spread the message far and wide and also deliver free value. So the idea is you give everything away online for free, trusting that you will be, that will resonate with your audience. Mm -hmm. And then um, they will come to you when they're ready to engage and explore and, and ask for help. Yeah. It's being, that's what the kind of the journey right now as, uh, I can speak for myself, like I, I give content for free right online on Instagram, all the social medias. Mm -hmm. And then the hope or the trust is that I'll, I'll be seen as an expert mm -hmm. and people, if they resonate with my message and how I deliver it, that they'll then turn to me uh, for additional support that mm -hmm. I get paid for. Yeah. How is this making this different? Are you are you developing the funnels? Or how is it? So thank you for saying that. You know, I mean, this is why I'm so excited too. This is the, the new way of building business. It's like everything is already out there online for free. And so you as the expert are synthesizing the right people, the right information, the right storyline that somebody is going to resonate with, that then they're going to come back to you and you know, explore your offering. Right. So you get it. Yes. But that's new. Like the old way of doing business is 
I have a paywall. You have to pay me before you can get in and see all my secret stuff. And then I'm doing all this hype marketing to get you in as a customer. So you're like buying before you even really know the person. Or we're electing people before we even know who they are. Mm. The podcasting really changed it where it's like, well, you have a long form content conversation. Like you just heard my story. You can get to know who I am. Yeah. And that is very different than this old way of doing business, which was based on a handshake and kind of who you knew and maybe your resume. Right. And so it's, it's new for a lot of people to be like, okay, what are you an expert in or what is your soul calling you to do? And now you got to boldly go out there and do it, not for any financial return in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but just trusting that there's other people out there who want to hear your message, who want to resonate with what you have to say. And then what we do is we set up, it's like a scaffolding process. Essentially it's done through a video sales letter, which is a, a document, a 30, 40 page document explaining what your service is and what you have to offer and how exactly you're going to help your customers' problems. And then you record that into a long form video content to like a YouTube video. And then your marketing is giving this YouTube video to people who are your target customer so that they can see right off the bat it's not a static ad. It's like they're looking at a video of you explaining exactly who you are, exactly who you've worked with, exactly what your service is, and exactly how you're going to help them. Mm, interesting. And yeah. so it's really effective marketing because education is the best marketing, and they're going to see you and be like, well, this is very valuable, and then they're going to get free content from you. And then they start their buyer's journey, and we kind of take them through that funnel to get them access and entry points into your services until eventually they're like, okay, I want this person to be my coach, healer, therapist, right? whatever they're doing. Love it. Beautiful. Okay. We have, we have things to talk about after this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what a blessing. Yeah. And I love it because it, it, so m- me and James's goal now is to get a thousand of us Um, to a million dollars in profit a year. So we have a billion dollars in resources so that then we can go into any room with any person and say, hey, I'm not a billionaire, but I have 999 other millionaire friends and we all care about health. We all care about healing. We all care about freedom. We all care about cleaning up our earth. And I want to go into the boardrooms and and have like real conversations with people and start to impact change. Incredible. And how we do that is, by the way, we're, we're super profitable. Mm-hmm. So that's really the only argument I've come up against in my life in finance is like, why can't we do this something this way? Like feels so much better to my soul to, to do it in a more balanced way. And it's like, well, it's not as profitable. And that just always bothered me in finance. So I just figured out a way to make this way, this new way, more profitable than the old way. Hmm. And then that's when I figure things will really start to pick up and change. Love it, yeah. William. <laughs> so excited. All right. Well, final two questions. Okay. Uh, my one question that I love asking all of my guests, if little six-year-old William were sitting next to you right now, mm-hmm. what would you say to him? I love you. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Thank you for... 
staying alive. One of my favorite quotes in the world is, the artist is the child that survives. Mm. I'm so grateful for him, for his beauty. Like, he's so sensitive and he's so fun. And he wants everybody to just literally feel at peace with themselves and the world. Uh, yes, I would just say thank you and I love you. And I do say that to him mm. every day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. And then uh, how can people get a hold of you? Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. No, no, no. What's the actual handle? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, it's at the, at the Soulful CEO. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> it's so fitting. Yeah. The soulful CEO. Yeah, with two L's. So the soulful F U L L. Got it. CEO. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I would say it's a really critical time for us as humans right now. I know it's scary to wake up. I know it's scary to jump into faith. But there is no better time than right now. God needs you. We need you to to really dig in and feel your power and take back your power and come and join people like us who are really committed and passionate to creating change and influencing change and inspiring change. And whatever you're going through, you're, you're not alone. This stuff is hard work, mm-hmm. both on the inside and the out. And we do have support networks and you do have resources. You know, if you grew up in America or any, any first world country, like we have so many resources. We're so lucky. And, you know, you can take that $10,000 and spend it in ExxonMobil stock or Amazon stock or something like that and keep it in there for for the next 20 years. Or you can take the leap and invest in yourself and find a support network and find a healer coach, you know, somebody who's going to help you get to that next level. And so that's what I just really want to leave with is thank you for being you. Take the leap of faith and find your tribe and let's create a better world. Beautiful. Ah. I love you so much. I love you. you. (laughs) What a blessing of a human you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for all you're doing. This is really, really powerful and really important work. You are going to transform this planet as we know it. I mean, it takes people with courage like you. Yeah. uh, That have done the work and have stepped into this level of ownership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just want to give gratitude to my teachers and the medicine keepers and the indigenous ways that I've learned. And, you know, I, I just feel like God put me on a new path all of a sudden. And But he also gave me so many people to hold me on that mm. path. And so I, I literally just feel like I'm, I'm turning around and, and giving what I've been given to. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my loves. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.